a quick story. This is a story that I can't remember if I've told you or not, to be honest. And so if I've told you before, if you've heard it, you know, don't worry, it'll be quick. But if you haven't heard it, here's the story, okay? Um, And there's a point to it. Whenever I was in middle school, it seemed like every summer, um, me and my group of friends, we would just spend the whole summer riding bikes around town. It would be all day just on bikes. And, and I remember one particular day, we were riding in the neighborhood of one of our friends. And, and at the end of the road were some girls that one of our friends knew. And so he wanted to go talk to them. And so we ride down there and, and we talked to him for a while. And, and uh, we were a little nervous, though, because these were some girls that that were, had, a, had a bad reputation, you know, they were kind of the, the, the bad girls in school, and so um, we, but we talked to them, and it was fine, and so it kind of came time for us to head out and leave, and one of the girls walks up to me, and she says, hey, do you want to be my boyfriend, and so all these thoughts flood my mind, and I'm thinking, hey, she's, she's older than me, this is really cool, and then I remembered how scared I was of her, and so in that, in that moment, feeling that fear, I say yes, and so we have, you know, a moment of exchanging phone numbers, and, and then so, you know, me and my friends, we ride off into the sunset on our bikes, and, uh, and the next day, I give her a phone call, you know, and, um, and these were before, this was before texting and stuff, and so you had to, like, sit in the kitchen on the phone, like, with your mom hearing, like, having this conversation, and it was awkward, and I didn't know this girl at all, and, and the thing is, is uh, after that day, I haven't talked to her or seen her since, and so what do you think? Are we still dating? <laughs> yeah, yeah, what? Don't you, don't you have kids? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it's, I mean, it's funny, like, I, I told that Tell that story, like last summer I was uh, able to speak at a, a middle school camp, and it was like this resounding yes whenever I asked that question. And, uh, but the answer, the correct answer is, guys in the back, the correct answer, the correct answer is no, okay? The correct answer is no. Um, that even though, listen, and here's the point, even though that there was a one-time decision made the communication didn't continue, and so the relationship didn't continue. No. But that ha- that's not the case with my wife, right? Even though initially there was a decision to begin the relationship, there has been a lot of decisions along the way to continue the relationship, right? And so we've gotten to know each other more and decided to, you know, spend time together and and do all these things like the relationship has continued every day. And so it works the same way with our relationship with Jesus. And my concern is, is that there are some of us in here that maybe at some time in the past, maybe at a VBS or a Disciple Now or a camp or something like that, there was kind of this initial one-time decision that we made, like, yes, I want to believe in Jesus Yes, I want to follow him, but after that point, the prayer didn't continue, right? The communication didn't continue, and so, honestly, the relationship didn't continue. 
So last week we began this series about what it means to like hit pause on our busy life and foster a relationship with God. And so we said to hit pause, here's how we defined it. To hit pause means to seek God in silence and solitude through prayer and Bible study. And last week we talked about why this is important. And so a quick review, we talked about a few things. We said that basically God created us to know him. God created us to know him, that, which means like knowing God isn't just something like we can do. It's something that we're meant to do. This is the way God created us to be. He created us to know him and have a relationship with him. We also talked about how the Bible, in the Bible, growth is expected. So it's not about just this one time, oh, now we know each other, nice meeting you. It's expected to grow in knowing him and growing in learning about him. The growth is expected. And the Bible speaks that as God's children, we, we ought to want to know him. We wanna, ought to want to be like our father. And so this week, we're going to be talking about the next part of that definition of pause, and that's seeking God in prayer. And so if you look at, on your page, Psalm 86, 1 to 13, we're going to make three quick points about the purpose of prayer. Obviously, this isn't, these aren't the only purposes of prayer, but just three quick points for our time tonight, and then we're going to actually get to spend some time in guided prayer. So Uh, Just read along with me. Let's see what Psalm 86, 1 to 13 says. It says, Incline your ear, O Lord, and answer me, for I am poor and needy. Preserve my life, for I am godly. Save your servant who trusts in you. You are my God. Be gracious to me, O Lord, for to you do I cry all the day. Gladden Gladden the soul of your servant, for to you, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. For you, O Lord, are good And forgiving, abounding in steadfast love to all who call upon you. Give ear, O Lord, to my prayer. Listen to my plea for grace. In the day of my trouble, I call upon you, for you answer me. There is none like you among the gods, O Lord, nor are there any works like yours. All the nations you have made shall come and worship before you, O Lord, and shall glorify your name. For you are great and do wondrous things. You alone are God. Teach me your way, O Lord, that I may walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. I give thanks to you, O Lord, my God, with my whole heart, and I will glorify your name forever. For great is your steadfast love toward me. You have delivered my soul from the depths of Sheol. So here's point number one. Jumping right in. Point number one. Prayer is the language of our relationship with God. Prayer is the language of our relationship with God. And so Bible paints this like vibrant picture of, of dialogue between people and God. And so like in any close relationship, talking to God is, is talking about it all, right? It's talking about who you are. It's talking to him about who he is. It's talking about the big things that happen in your life. It's talking to God about the mundane things that happen in your life. It's talking to him about the things you want and need. It's talking to him about everything, just like in any relationship that you might have. And you don't see this any more clear than in the book of Psalms, like the one we just read. Like in these few verses, in Psalm 86, we see, like in verse 1, David wants God to speak to him. 
In verse 2, he's asking for help. He's, in verse 5, he's praising God for who he is. He acknowledges the plan of God. He desires to walk in truth. He gives thanks to God. All these different aspects of a relationship and, and dialogue we see in this psalm, and it should be this way in our prayer life. And so we know that prayer is the language of our relationship with God. Number two, prayer gets us on God's page personally. Prayer gets us on God's page personally. And guys, it's really important to know that when it comes to knowing God and having a relationship with God, like, you have to submit to him and his will. Like, he's not just your friend. He's your Lord, and he should lead and guide your life, and you should want to do things the way he wants done. You should want your life to, to look in a way that is pleasing to him. You should want to know what he wants you to do with your life. And so prayer is a huge part of that. Look at verse 11 in Psalm 86. He says, Teach me your way, O Lord, that I may walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. So that idea of walking, it's not obviously literally walking. It's I want to know like from this moment on, as I move forward in life, I want to know your truth. I want to walk in your ways, so teach me, Lord, he's praying. There's another psalm, Psalm 143. It's not on your paper, but I'll read it to you. The psalmist says, let me hear in the morning of your steadfast love, for in you I trust. And that word is huge. You know, like when we follow Jesus, when we have a relationship with him, and we want to submit our lives to him, that trust is key. And so we put our trust in him, and then he says, make me know the way I should go. For to you I lift up my soul. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. He's not saying, you know what, I've got this plan for my life. I know how it's going to look. God, could you help me out with that plan? Could you bless me in the things that I want to do in my life? No, he's saying, you're my God. Teach me your will. Show me the way that you want me to go. It's about submitting to the Lordship of Jesus. And prayer is a huge part of that. It helps you get on God's page in your life personally. And you don't see that man, any more clear than the life of Jesus. Jesus was all about submitting to the Father's will, so much so that there's this moment at the end of his life where he's in this garden and, and he knows that going to the cross and, and getting crucified is just about to happen. And when he prays, he's not saying, God, this is really what I want, so make it happen. No, he says, God, I, I know that this is going to be really difficult. If there's another way, that would be great. But what's he say? Not my will, but yours be done. Jesus is the model of that, and we should follow in that way to be like Jesus. And then number three, prayer gets us on God's page globally. Prayer gets us on God's page globally. And so prayer really helps you get a global perspective. Look back at verse 9 in Psalm 86. It says, All the nations you've made shall come and worship before you, O Lord, and shall glorify your name. Now this hadn't, this hadn't happened yet when David wrote this, right? This is prophetic. That means he's saying something that's going to happen in the future. And the book of Revelation teaches that there's going to be a day when people from Every group of
of people. Every nation in the world is going to gather around the throne of God and is going to be worshiping him. And for us as believers, we want to be about making that happen, right? We want to be about the big mission of God, that he's collecting worshipers from all over the world, and prayer is a key part of that. Because without spending time in prayer with God, we might think of only our little lives and our little situation and our little community, but he's saying, no, I want you to think bigger. I want you to see how your life can be about this big mission of God, that all worshipers are going to come and worship me. So prayer gets us on God's page globally. And so like we talked about last week, knowing Jesus is the most important part of your life. Like, that's it. And one thing that I want to keep repeating to you is that if you devote yourself to anything other than Jesus, at best, it'll disappoint you. At worst, it'll destroy you. The most important thing in your life is knowing Jesus. And prayer is a huge part of that. Prayer is a huge part of that. So at this time, we're going to take a few moments to pray. And some of the students are going to help with that. Um, but this is going to be, it's going to be guided prayer. And so if you look on the back of your note sheet, it might look like a lot, but it's, these are just going to be the, the ways that we're going to pray. Okay, and you see some lines there. And so what the students are going to do that are going to help with this is they're going to read the verse that goes along with that little section. Then they're going to give you a direction about how to pray. And then what you can do is, is two things. You can write down some words of prayer and then also pray, you know, silently to God. And so sometimes writing these things down can be powerful. It helps focus your thoughts because if you're like me sometimes, when I'm just kind of quiet in my thoughts, they start wandering. But if I can, you know, apply my, you know, hand to the paper and write some things down, it helps keep me focused. And so that's what we're going to have some time to do. And so they're going to lead in some direction and then give you a minute or two to have that time to write and pray, and then we'll move on to the next one. So to, to start us off, Hunter's going to get us going. So the first topic is prayer, worship, and thanksgiving. And First Chronicles 16.10 says, Glory in his holy name, let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. And at this time, write and pray words of praise, worship, and thanksgiving for all that God is and for all that he has done for you.
Okay, uh, topic number two is confession of sin. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you only, have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so that you may be justified in your words and blameless in your judgment. Psalm 51, 2 through 4. At this time, write and pray, confessing ways you've been sinning against God. Philippians 4, 6, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. At this time, write and pray to God, making requests for things you want and need in your life. Kingdom, 
Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Matthew 6.10. Tonight we learn that prayer can get us on God's page personally and globally. Write and pray asking God to guide your life according to his will. At this time, write and pray to God, asking for his favor on this youth ministry in 2019. Ask that, he would grow ask that we grow spiritually and in number. So 
1 Timothy 2, uh, 1, 3, and 3 through 4. First of all, then, I urge you that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people. This is good, and it is pleasing in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. So write down the names of people you know that are not Christians and pray for their salvation and that and how you can be used by God to tell them about Jesus.